1: Nation, welcome to episode 39 of Chicken Side My name is Ben Locke, and let me bring in my two co-hosts. First of all, is a man who I reckon causes quite a stir in the neighborhood when he's riding around and when he's riding around in his leathers. It's Logan Croslow. Good evening, afternoon to you, Logan.
2: Good evening, Ben. How are you tonight? I'm I'm
1: very well. Yes, I can just I can just see you there in your in your bike leathers just you know, showing all the ladies everything they need to see.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my big Harley. I'm sitting on it right now. Uh, getting ready to rev it up. And uh, go Road Wild.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but speaking of <laughs> speaking of Road Wild, my second co-host is a man who's, who's the only wild road he knows is the road that leads directly to his beloved Drew House. That's why there's a restraining order against him. It's Callum McDougall.
3: Good evening, yes. When I travel that road to Drew McIntyre's, I go hog wild, absolutely. Uh, Happy to be here once again with you fine
1: gentlemen. Uh, good, good. Uh, the gents have given you a slight clue, as, and my intro has hopefully given you another slight clue, as well as the intro. I always say this, like the, the, the episode we're watching, the thing we're watching is right there in the intro packet. So why am I? Why do I always say this? I've picked the show we're watching tonight, and as you probably all are aware, I've gone for Road Wild of 1998. And so the reason why, and Logan can sort of jump in here and help me, is when we were first picking an episode for August, it was uh, it was going to be, I was going to go for a later summer slam, because I was thinking, we haven't done many modern day shows, and then Logan was like, there's all these Road Wilds and Hog Wilds, Ben, that we've not done, and we need to do them. That, 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 was, that was the conversation, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just know we've done, I've, we've done probably the worst few summers. I think there's one more that we could probably get to, but I just feel like we probably need to Add some variety to it a little bit, and uh, I, I knew these Road Wilds. Uh, none of them are particularly good. Um, a couple of them are pretty horrible, including the one that we're talking about tonight. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I just felt like we probably needed to change it up from uh, doing a uh, uh, SummerSlam like we have been.
1: Yeah, I, I very much had a choice of four, and I don't think any. If I'd have chose any one of these four, we'd have been okay, but when i saw that main event i was like this is the one we're gonna have to go with um so i'm guessing callum um maybe it's probably like the first or second time you've watched this show yeah it was the um the first time i've watched it because it's
3: like road Wild doesn't have the necessarily the best um reputation uh it's certainly got a worse reputation than battle ball um, but <laughs> yeah, I've I've never really had the need to go back. I mean, I've seen you've seen clips of of the main event, but n- everything nothing else on this show. Did I even? Everything was new to me. Okay, like, I didn't know what was on the show. To be honest, so it was um it was it was good when I finally started watching the the, the, the correct show because I started watching Fallbrawl ninety eight. Oh, <laughs> then I realised this isn't the show I'm meant to be watching.
1: Which trust me, we could. I was going to say, trust me, we could we could very much do next month or another time because that main event is horrid. I I can, I can I've already got a head start then. Ah, okay, there we go, there we go, there we go. Um, Logan, um, help me out as well. Help me out as well with you know I was like my US geography. Um, so I'm guessing is is South Dakota anywhere near Mississippi?
2: No, no 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 it is complete it's right under canada so it's uh it's uh way up north
1: uh, from me oh so, okay um, okay
2: you got canada canada north dakota south dakota so um, that seems, this, that uh, south stuff. dakota is where uh, south dakota is where mount rushmore is so if you know if
1: you ah, that, that,
2: that, that. i know where that oh yes i've heard of that I thought,
1: so yes yeah, funny, funny keystone,
2: keystone south dakota so <laughs> something like See,
1: that this is why I always love this why I always love about this show. We, we always I always learn something on here. Yes. Uh, so gents, if we are ready, let us go to Sturgis, South Dakota for Road Wild nineteen ninety eight. Our opening video package focuses on the main event for tonight's show. Our commentary team are Tony Schivardi, Bobby the Brain Eden, and Mike Tanay. Dusty has sadly gone NWO at this point. So we have to, we have to have Mike on come but he doesn't, he does a good job to be fair to him and makes an early contender for the fashion statement. When they go to the desk by wearing triple denim with a jacket, waistcoat and jeans combination. The main event gets discussed as it's clear. Everything is focused on that and not the rest of the card. And a reminder, you know, and a reminder, Logan, that nobody at this show actually paid to get in.
4: Yep, they just
2: drove up
1: <laughs> i mean that's kind of i mean that's kind of the way i think most people should do shows now just like you know just come up in your car or your bike and just you know essentially like you know we're all we're all going to be we're all going to be eco-friendly soon enough so yeah you know, we can we can you can we can use the cars to power the power the whole arenas it be fine
2: mm-hmm. and, it's not very fiscally uh smart to do uh all the time, but yeah, you could probably do it once a year. I, I think this is a big event for them, and that uh, bike rally brings in a ton of people, like they talk about throughout the show. So um, it's it's a good, a lot of good publicity. But uh, yeah, you can't do this too often because you are not going to not going to make any money. So that, that's, that's that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to WCW. Uh, go on, Callum. You going to say something? No,
3: I was just thinking when you were when you were saying there that everyone just rocks up in their with their bike and. Every every match can be like the Iron Circle match that the WWF had back in the day. Yes, yes. But I, I, to Logan's point, I don't think necessarily. I've got a note here about the about the location as well. I'd I'd I, I quite liked it when WCW tried stuff different, like when they were actually on a beach for Bash of the Beach. Oh, um, yeah. but but Spring Break Nitro, this is not. I mean, mm. this is possibly the worst of the the worst of their gimmick locations that they had, all because. Bishoff really like to ride a motorbike. <laughs> uh,
1: like, like I say, like I say, everything is pretty much focused on the main event and not the rest of the card. Uh, case in point, gentlemen, our first match of tonight F- Pitts Ming versus the Barbarian. Um, Logan, I know you'll appreciate this. My first note reads: the faces of fear collide. I know which South Polynesian tag team I prefer, though.
2: Yeah, we we all know we all know the answer to that one. Um, but yeah, the uh, faces of fear explode here. So, uh hell, hell of a way to open the show. Uh, my first note is actually there ain't a single move in this entire match that is sold. No selling in this entire match because uh, these are two of the stiffest, like uh I'm not gonna sell your crap uh people of all time. So but yeah, they just they just beat the absolute mess out of each other, stiff strikes all the way through. Um Ming hits a really gross pile driver at one point. I thought the belly to belly from the top rope that Barbarian hit was really awesome. Um they end up both headbutting each other and the thing with Samoans is they have like titanium skulls or whatever and they like can't hurt each other. So they're just headbutting each other back and forth and like nothing is happening because they're neither of them are selling it. So um uh honestly, if it weren't Ming, I'll say this, the tongue and death grip would probably be one of the worst moves ever. And it honestly still <laughs> is pretty terrible. But if anybody could make it make me believe that he's actually choking someone out that way, it is Ming. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's a freaking psychopath, maniac, uh badass. So um but the match, it's not very good technically, I guess. But I really enjoyed it, so I went at least one and a half on it. So I'll say that.
1: the The views the views about Ming are those of Logan Crosland and not the views of Chicken Salad. I think you just need to get that out there, uh, Callum. Um, like Logan said, um, this is a, <laughs> uh, The 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 fact that Ming isn't that good. <laughs> the, I'll let you explain uh, that okay, to I him. Can... <laughs> uh, Callum, um, like like logan said this match is a bit of a no- self fence st- um i i went one star on it and that was all because of that top rope throw though they could, if they, if they were just doing that all match that, that, that would make me happy yeah i went i went
3: one star on it as well and my first note on it i think is probably what we were all thinking was it's not going to the match itself isn't going to have much finesse um but i think this is <laughs> If you are wanting, and I think uh, uh, some of the matches they had were right up the alley of the clientele that they have, and you have got two big burly men beating seven shades of shit out of each other, which I think is what the, is, is is what a group of bikers would probably want. Um, <laughs> it was it was never going to be great. Um, <clears throat> I, I would have liked it. I would have liked it to be. Uh, well, I don't. I mean, I don't know if it could be any more hard hitting. But like, it was. I, I thought it was just going to be a bit like. I don't know. I mean, it was. It was perfectly fine for what it was. I think. Yeah, it's just for that setting. I think it was probably one of the one of the better matches that they could put in front of the crowd. I I wanted it to be slightly more. Um, I don't know if it was just a bit too short. They didn't. They didn't get anything going where they were just like wailing on each other a lot but it was fine i mean perfectly fine De- decent way to decent way to open up to, to, to a crowd who are just
1: going to be desperate for violence really now you say Absolutely. that the match is you say that the match is a bit too short callum but that was because we had that excellent post-match attack angle which you know, you know well, this is true yeah you know, i think that i i've got humorous. the notes i it is humorous i've got the note that um Jimmy Hart hit something that could charitably be called a splash. <clears throat> uh, humo- humorous, humorous hits no laughing matter. And uh, for some reason, Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes out to save. I'm sure there was a reason for it, but you know that well, famous that famous Ming Hacksaw team.
3: Well, Up Ming didn't look particularly happy that Hacksaw was out, so I, I don't I don't know if Hacksaw was just he went into business for himself, brother. <laughs> Would you be happy
1: if Axel showed up? I mean, not particularly. Of all the people, of all the people you've got to save, me, it's going to be this guy. Exactly. Can you not throw out? I mean, I don't know. It's like,
3: I mean,
2: if three, three people were beating my beating my ass, I'd probably be happy. Anybody showed up. So.
1: Wow. <laughs> there is a bit of that. There is a bit of that. Um, after the match, Tony reminds us about the Travis Trip concert that's going to take place after this show. Yeah, I don't know either. For some reason, they show us all the people who are not watching the show in the high street. Which, like, they did this about two or three times during the show. but I never really understood it because it's like, so these people have chosen not to watch the show and the concert. They're just going to they're just going to stand around in the high street. Yes. So I have
3: i have got thoughts on that and i will get to them i'll get to them later on but, okay. but remember just remember that you have just said that they have gone back and forward to the city of sturgis two or three times and I'll, I'll just let I'll, i will just let that one play out assume, and
2: that was earlier in the day too so that was my thought
1: but, don't spoil my don't spoil my <laughs> my writing logan
3: but yes, keep that keep that in <laughs> mind. Keep that in mind that they go back to Sturgis, the city of Sturgis, two or three times during the, okay. during the show. I'll let that one breathe
1: okay. for, the, for the people at home. Let it, let it breathe. Let it ruminate. And it's now time for our second match of the day, which is going to be the tag team encounter between the public enemy... And the Disconferno and Alex Wright, who are known at this point as the Dancing Fools. Now, for some reason, the at the beginning the entrances are cut. I'm not entirely sure why. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think there's any is there a song that you know one of them have got that they couldn't dub? Because we've got some we've got some really bad dubbing going on later on, but I can't think of any reason now why they had to cut it. Um my second note also maybe, reads that Maybe yeah. Go on, go on. Go on.
2: No, I I was thinking maybe Public Enemy came out to some actual like real song or like a close dub of some kind Ah, of song. Ah, yeah,
1: maybe, yeah, maybe.
2: I don't know why they couldn't show Disco and Alex coming out because they came out to their regular uh, funky music. (laughs) Uh,
1: My second note reads, um, I get that the people there haven't paid for this show, but the people at home certainly have. And I think they deserve better than this card. It's like WCW thought that people were just there for Leno, and you know we'll get we'll, we'll get into the, you know how big a star Jay Leno is later on. I mean I know it's probably a thing those Brits don't get. <laughs> as for this match, um, as for this match, Callum, um, I mean it was bad enough. It was bad enough when it was just a traditional tag team match, but when you're literally. Having to go, you know, minutes, you know, with guys standing around whilst they get tables and kitchen sinks and whatever else they need to get to make it a hardcore match. Then, then you know, you're doing some serious shit. Yeah, I mean,
3: <laughs> the match, the, the couple of like the couple of notes I've got in the match is the match is happening in slow motion because at some point <laughs> it did look as a like there was a bit where Johnny Grunge comes in and does. The, sh- the shittest concerto known to man with the two bacon sheets, but it looked at. I mean, he waddled over, kneeled down, and then sort of tapped him either side of the head with two cookie sheets. Uh, Tony, I, 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 one of my one of the things I love in wrestling more often, most often, is when the announcers just like give up and and, <laughs> yes. and like. So Tony was going, "Boy, this thing's a mess." Oh, They're of their
2: asses off this
3: whole time. <laughs> oh, they were just stinging. And it was good. It was too long. It was just it was disjointed. I've got I've got I've got a, uh, I've got to question what JJ Dillon's purposes is and what the matchmaking committee's purpose is if the referee can choose this the stipulation halfway through a match. Uh, <laughs> the the, the this, uh, and you've got the polar opposite of of the last match. So the last match was right up the bikers alley. Two two big guys beat the shit out of each other. You've got disco and techno versus hip hop. And this one, not exactly up a biker's alley, to me anyway. I might be stereotyping bikers. Okay, I'll, I'll hold my it. hands up. I'll hold <laughs> my hands up there if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything in this match looked as if it was it was just for the purpose of having that triple table spot at the end.
1: I'm getting to that. I'm getting to uh, that.
3: Yeah, yeah. My, my last one was what a clusterfuck. I did give it one star though because of the because of that spot at the end. I did quite like it was ridiculous. It was very convoluted, but I still loved it.
1: Now two things, Logan. Here, um, you know, as our resident refereeing correspondents on this show, um, yeah, what, what's a referee doing just changing things on the fly without you know proper jurisdiction? That's just that's disgraceful. And uh, yeah, talk us through talk us through that last spot where we have the most convoluted table spot in history, um, a spot that even GCW would think is a bit over elaborate. Um, I will I let you discuss that.
2: Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen a uh, triple stack table before or after this that wasn't like that crazy ECW moment where somebody got thrown off of the scaffolding and went through like 50 tables. But There's <laughs> a
4: reason for that. There's a reason
2: uh, for that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, I really, I mean, I, I won't give it a ton of stars or anything like this, but just from a commentary perspective and just the pure chaos of it, I actually really enjoyed a, a lot of this match just from the absurdity of it all. Not that it was good necessarily, but just the commentary just busting up laughing and uh, and, and just taking it as unseriously as they should have. but. Um, I, I I enjoyed the watching of this. I'll put it that way, I guess.
4: <laughs> um, I
2: always I always pop for the uh Alex Wright dance. He does it quite a few times throughout this. Um we get a disco sucks chant pretty pretty quick. Uh and I said, How dare the Sturgis Faithful uh cheer the legend or uh jeer the legend that is uh at disco inferno. Um Wright, I thought, showed a lot of good athleticism throughout this one I, in the early parts of it. I feel like he did deserve more than he ever got in his career. I think injuries probably kind of uh, hurt him throughout the uh, time. Um, he hits a really good missile drop kick at one point. Um, I, at one point, with the refereeing and stuff, I said, are we watching TNA? Uh, what's the deal with the use <laughs> of the trash can, the changing of the rules? I do love that uh, seemingly at one point they used a trash can and it was full of ice trays, like a bunch of just trays of ice just came out of it randomly. Uh, I love that part um they run and get a ladder at one point which at that point they bring the ladder out then disco and right go back and get a table which is kind of uh, public enemies thing um disco grabs a mic at one and says they have everything but the kitchen sink which me- makes the public enemy go get one and then they also grab a toilet seat at that point we also get a mailbox i thought that shot had to really hurt uh that grunge hit mail- uh, the disco with the mailbox i thought that had to be rough um like callum said live of cookie sheet shots, uh, a lot of that. Rocco um, <laughs> Rock at one point nails uh, Disco's ankle with the toilet seat, and uh, I had got to imagine that that hurt pretty bad. Um, they go for like the Joey Mercury ladder-y ladder ricochet kind of spot <laughs> off the ropes at one point, and they absolutely whiff it nowhere close. Um, and then the uh, vaunted uh, triple stack table spot, absolutely absurd. Uh, the setting up of it took forever. Uh, sadly, this is one of the matches that the crowd is most into, just because Public Enemy is using weapons and all that kind of stuff throughout the whole match. Uh, but I thought commentary was really on point. They immediately bought into the fact that this was going to be an absolute chaos fest and like said, you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna have fun and laugh and uh, enjoy the enjoy the crap out of it. So I gave it the same score as the first match. I gave it one and a half.
1: I went, I, I went one on it. So you weren't that, you weren't that far ahead. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, my li- this is like that, uh this is like the uncensored show. Like my enjoyment was like a five, but the match is actually yeah, like yeah, a yeah. one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you
1: got to, you got to meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We then head backstage where Dean Malenko is with the WCW.com broadcast team. Um, and I'm I'm a little bit older than you gentlemen. I'm I'm quite happy to confess at this point that I did go on WCW.com for some time when I knew it was around pay-per-view time. Obviously, we didn't get the pay-per-views over here, but the the .com stuff, I I was one of those geeks. Hi, hi, everybody. And yes, I'm single. Ladies, our next, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on. Um, check all your DMs, girls. I believe that's called stalking. <laughs> our, our next match is a triple threat match between Raven. Saturn and Canyon. This match will be contested under Raven's rules. Raven comes out with Lodi, and he has signs that say he doesn't like Sturgis. He hates Harleys and thinks that biker girls are fat and ugly. This then causes the camera crew for the rest of the evening to show us a variety of girls who are not fat and ugly. I, you know, if, if they were the kind of girls who were getting Sturgis, then yeah, I'd, I'd have considered going. he said he says now callum um this might get me the sean kidd award straight away but like because i usually love all three of these guys but this match for me this was i'm gonna say this match i whether i watched it in a really bad mood this match for me was utter doo-doo i can only i that's i i went i went one and a half on it but it was like do you know when you were playing a wrestling game in the in the 90s, early noughties, and, like, you know, it was practically hit a move, no psychology, hit another move, maybe a punch or a cookie sheet shot, hit another move. There was just, there was just nothing to it. I, I don't know what it was. I just was not into this at all. Um,
3: I, I think the problem was, like, the show wasn't spread out properly. So you've got you've mm. had a street fight followed like an un, an unannounced street fight or a match that was changed to a street fight right before a match that was a genuine street fight. Like I don't understand whoever was whoever set a yes. show up like that. Yes. It was like didn't wasn't paying attention. Like they did like it was as if you've got the, the producers backstage or whoever was doing it, and the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. So it's just like you've. It, they didn't need to have these ones back to back, also the problem is you've got this long this long running feud of Saturn and Canyon although I don't I, I, in all honesty I'm not overly familiar with Canyon's part in it, but certainly Saturn breaking right away from the flock and you've got this sort of blow off to it in front of a crowd that might not watch week to week I don't think that helps either I think this is probably, this match would have been better the month before or the month after in front of a proper WCW crowd. Um, Yeah. The. Yeah, not much happened, you're, you're quite right They just It seemed as if they moved from spot to spot um, There was a Tower of Doom It was quite strange There was a Tower of Doom Spot without the mandatory This is Awesome chant afterwards Which is clearly why he, <laughs> Clearly why all elite wrestling have never run the studs rally yet <laughs> uh, Don't give Tony ideas <laughs> He would as well um, But yeah I, I gave it, I mean I gave it a gentleman's two. I think I I enjoyed it a lot better than the match before. But it still was, it still was, it was, you know, still is disjointed. I think I've given it a higher rating because like you, I like all the guys in the match. Um, Although it could have been marked down. I may revise this lower because you have, the first instance of a pet peeve of mine is when they uh, dub over WWF themes with, on ECW and wcw shows i understand yeah. they can't use the knockoff nirvana for raven but please don't use his WWF and there's an
4: yeah.
3: even <laughs> and there's an even more egregious use of that later on in the show as you can
1: imagine and, and, and there's an even more egregious dub later on as well not not, just, not i don't <laughs> know what you're referring to but i'm referring to another one and that's even worse um now what i will say Logan as well as well as like what I said about the matches of I, I the ending was what was going on with that ending with Horace that was just like that was just miscommunication city from all all parties in the ring I don't think any one person can take the sole blame for that just everybody just miss everything
2: yeah the ending was very very convoluted and the match like considering the three guys it should have been better than it was i still i still enjoyed it i gave it two and a half um i really like all three of these guys uh i especially like canyon and saturn a lot um but yeah it definitely should have been better than it was very convoluted very uh disjointed kind of like' have said uh, but a lot of cool moves um uh and they kind of battle around everywhere um I love Saturn and Canyon at the beginning. Realize Ravens just kind of chilling in the corner, and then they both absolutely drill him with a drop kick. I like that spot a lot. Um, Saturn has a really cool guillotine leg drop. Uh, we have uh, we have Sturgis, South Dakota to thank for the uh, vuvuzela, apparently, because there was a guy in the uh, crowd that had the <laughs> big air horn that they used at the uh, South Africa uh, World Cup back in the day. Um, there was a pretty nasty pile driver on the stage at one point, um, uh, Canyon uh, takes a drop kick on the stage and then rolls all the way down it. I love that. That was a pretty funny, uh, comedic spot. Um, Saturn. It's pretty good. T-bone. Uh, y'all mentioned the tower of doom spot. Uh, it almost looked like, uh, it almost looked like there for a second that it wasn't going to end well. Cause they kind of were, uh, it was kind of sketchy at the beginning. That it seemed like somebody was about to drop somebody. So, um, the little platform that they have around the ring uh they do quite a few moves on that and i love the fud that it makes anytime that they uh, hit a move on it um and then i thought the uh, death valley driver that uh saturn hit at the end was pretty good so um yeah it was disjointed but i I did still enjoy it for some of the really cool moves and stuff that they did so yeah i went two and a half see i i i I said all this i i only went one and a half on it
1: so i I obviously didn't eat it that much now, the yeah, way I was building it up I was like I put it as a dud It was never a dud It was just, it,
2: me, was just very
1: dis- <laughs> it was just very disappointing I think that's, I think that's fair
2: no, I definitely should have been better I definitely agree with that
1: like, cause, like I say, I, I, I love all three guys, and just this just didn't do anything for me. I don't think I think maybe, like I say, maybe I watched it in a really salty mood. That that does happen with me sometimes. Guess what? I can be I can be in a bad mood sometimes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Our next match in the ring is between Psychosis and Ray Mysterio Junior. My first note, gentlemen, reads: Save us, Boys. Please save us. Um, Callum, you know, last month we had a show where, you know, Ray was one of the uh, only bright spots on the show. And uh, we seem to, there seems to be a theme for, for this show as well. Yes. Um, or maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs>
3: In terms, of, in, in terms of the show, yes. Right, okay, so... Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, no, 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 can I just clarify what I've just said there? Yeah, I'm, I'm not rating this very highly. I'm just saying compared, compared to what we've had so far. Yeah, well, thank you. So we are on the same page then. So this, yes. match, this match you knew
3: <laughs> was going to be completely underappreciated with the crowd, right? Okay. And for me watching this, I expected it to go into another gear and I was waiting for them to go into another gear and they never, the, the next gear mm. never really came it's like I i don't think it ever really got going like i I don't know if it was me putting too much expectation on these two because I know that they can have really really good matches and they've had really good matches before and they'll probably have really good matches after but there was just something about it that it just didn't it didn't click with me like it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad match. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad match, but I think I expected more from it. Um, I went I went two and a half. Like so, it wasn't like I did enjoy it, but I think I was just I was just sitting waiting for them to kick into the next gear, and it never it never quite came. Now I don't know if that's because like watching it and there was there was no reaction to anything they did. Like they could have they could have they could have been they could have gone out and given given everything that it could have been a five-star classic, but the crowd were just never going to react to it in the way that you would expect them to. So I don't know if that played onto it, but it was certainly, I mean, it's certainly in terms of this show, yes, it was a belter. It was like an all-timer, but for me it was, <laughs> for me, it just didn't quite get going to the way that, I, I, I bet it was just me putting too much expectation on the poor guys.
1: It, it's my turn to go half a star higher than the rest of you because I think I I've gone three stars on it. But I think I think they sort of mentioned it in the cruiserweight match the fact that with it being in Sturgis and it being up in the mountains like and it outdoors they can't wrestle at that high speed pace. I don't know. I don't know if that's got something to do with it. That that you know the the cruiserweight match isn't exactly quick either. Possibly. I mean, yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah yeah well, sorry. Go ahead.
3: No, I was going to say I didn't, I didn't I didn't expect I didn't expect the cruiserweight match to be at, at like a like breakneck speed, but I expected that I expected it slightly more from from this one.
1: Yes, that yes. Now, now Logan, I, we were talking in the last match about a bad finish. Um, let's let's, you know, let's let's give this match another bit of praise because that finish with with first of all. How great is it to see the West Coast pop again? But that, should, that should go without saying. And second of all, if you're in my language, he spiked that motherfucker with it as well.
2: Oh yeah, he snapped. The, the the snap that he gets on the West Coast pop at this point is uh, pretty sick. And he, uh, like you said, he spiked it pretty good on this one. Um, but yeah, the, you know. Athletes who have played in like Denver, Colorado, and up places up north like that have always talked about like the altitude and
4: being yeah. in the mountains,
2: and that it affect, affects them a good bit. So I don't really know how much it affects them in like this scenario or this situation, but it probably that probably does play a factor in their like cardio and uh, you know ability to do a lot of the things that they usually do. So that could have played a factor for sure. Um, but at, at the beginning of the match, there's this like creepy like stalker van that drives across so i i made note of that uh at, at the beginning of the match loved that the creeper van was coming around to watch the Cruiserweights. um i can only imagine the uh, slurs that were probably thrown at these two during this match
4: um, and probably other <laughs> matches
2: later on um I, the athleticism is unreal between these two guys completely is no sold by the crowd throughout um it's the best match we've seen by a mile so far. Uh, But obviously the crowd couldn't give two shits about it because this just isn't their style of wrestling, I guess. Um, But I I do agree with Callum. I do feel like this never got to that next gear. I don't think this is their best match. I don't think it's even close probably, but uh, I went right between you guys at two and three quarters.
1: There we go, there we go. We're poorly in agreement, gents. Sometimes sometimes it works like that. <laughs> um, after the match, Tony then informs us that you can get Callum, get this. You can buy any leather item you want from downtown Studios, Mate, we are having a road trip.
3: I mean, absolutely. I, I that's one thing I don't have
1: enough of in my wardrobe. It is leather. I, you
2: know, everybody needs le- more leather
1: in their life. Uh, well, they, you know, that's the Leather King telling us that, you know, Mississippi, he's Mississippi Mud Pie, uh, Prince of Inappropriate, he's now the Leather King. <laughs>
3: right, that's there it. We're, it. We're, yeah, so we're jumping on a plane, we're going by via Mississippi, the three of us, road trip to Sturgis, we're going to come back decked out in leather. Now, Gent, I would The funny, Matt, the funny thing gone.
2: is. You know the funny thing is, is, there's actually a Sturgis, Mississippi, and they do a like mini version of this uh, over there. Oh, so. That's so only, like, it's only it's only like 20 minutes from where I live, so. Um,
1: do, yeah, they, I do they do you have like, a
2: mini version? Do they have
1: actual minis in leather as well?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: darn. <laughs> uh, okay, we we spoke then about one half of that. Um great american batch match that you know saved the show um here's the other half of that match because guess what if the people in Sturge didn't like two latinos in a match together let's take a latino out and we'll put a man of color in there so we've got it we've got a you know we, we, we're covering all the bases in this next match as it's stevie ray versus chavo guerrero jr uh logan uh not much of a match here this this is probably one of the only periods of time there where i actually tolerate chavo because this is this is full on crazy chavo with pepe
2: Mm-hmm. yeah i said this is chavo's pepe era which is his best and probably only likable era uh so there is that um but yeah he absolutely just gets squashed and killed in this one i i honestly didn't even rate it because it's barely a match He it's like two moves and then it's over so um i guess i'd give it one for just being a squash but yeah not much of a match there
1: yeah 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 it literally literally is stick a move um, and speaking of the sticker move though cal i actually that part I actually enjoyed it. it was like that's actually a good strategy. That you know, I can I can see why he's done that.
3: If that was a compliment to
1: Chavo Guerrero, you should take that back right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, can, can I just repeat? I, oh, there there is one other note that I wrote and that I should tell you two. Um Just for Logan and Callum, Chavo cuts a pre-match promo, which I enjoyed greatly. Well, I have I have made note of that. <laughs>
3: Uh, so he comes out and I go, oh goody, a Chavo promo. And then n- next next bullet point, a promo claiming he's something he's not. Some things never change. Like today, he claims he's an entertaining wrestler. Next one, that was pointless. Half a star. That will do. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I saw I saw Chavo come on Chavo my screen do. and I immediately
1: disengaged. And then, and then, just to please us all greatly, Eddie is there, and Eddie t- shows up post match. It's like well,
0: Eddie's there. Yes,
1: yes. You, have, <laughs> you have the
3: good Guerrero turn up, not <laughs> like, having which having, you don't having use not <laughs> this. Thanks, thanks for that, WCW. Um, it's, 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 it's like thingy. It's like bull's eye. Let's have a look at what you could have won, and Eddie Guerrero. Like, <laughs> instead, we gave you. Have, have we just have we just mentioned bullseye on a mostly American? <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's, a look you, here's a look at what. a look at what you could have won in fucking Chavo's the
1: booby prize. YouTube bullseye. YouTube bullseye. American. It's the, it's the greatest quiz show you'll ever watch. Questions and dots. What more in life do you need? <laughs> there we go. There we go. <gasps> Back at the WCW.com desk, and Lee Marshall is now with Chris Jericho, who promises that he will finish Whovie once and for all, and the conspiracy with Malenko ends tonight there is then an overhead shot of the ring and the ringside area which is nowhere near as impressive as i'm guessing bischoff came up with this shot as they want to make you think because it's literally the ring and you can just see that you can just see the fact it doesn't go back very far and the high street is literally there with the rest of the bikers Mm. Our next match, I'm going to put match in inverted commas, gents, is between the Steiner brothers. It's Rick Steiner versus Scott Steiner. Meant to be a street fight, so Rick is in his street clothes. JJ Dillon has come out also wearing his, you know, everyday jean slacks and announces that Scott can't wrestle for two weeks due to an attack by Rick on Nitro. Buff Bagwell wheels Scott out on a gurney. Uh, Scott has his leg and arm in a cast as well as a net brace on. The crowd, having you know sat through the people of colour and the Latinos, and now the two white men are going to wrestle, shout bullshit to this. JJ says, you are right about the match not taking place tonight, but it will happen at full brawl, which the crowd really isn't happy about. My notes in brackets, you know, slight again more sensitive material coming up. Uh shut up, you rednecks, you got in for free, is what I wrote. <laughs> Buff <laughs> says two weeks Buff says Buff says two weeks isn't enough time. So JJ says you better be ready or you'll be barred from wrestling for life. This causes Scott to jump up and run away. Um Logan, um, and I know Scott Steiner was injured at this time, but this is a true waste of a segment, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, is, it, it takes up a ton of time. Um, but, I mean, they had been building this and building this, and it just kept getting put off and put off. And it, I think Steiner – I think Scott really did have a – I don't know what injury it was, but I do think he actually had a real injury at this point. Yeah. So, um, there is that but yeah he comes out with like the full body cast basically he has like an oxygen mask on and stuff so um and obviously buff does all the speaking for him which is probably a poor thing as well so um but yeah just a very long segment um and kind of one that probably could have existed on maybe the nitro before or something to that effect uh
1: calvin like i say uh you know, we we've just seen Eddie just come out, and pretty much do nothing in the previous match. Let's if let's just get Rick and Eddie have a five ten minute match instead of this.
3: See, I I found I found the the whole thing with Scott quite entertaining, like the whole he get hit in the head with a chair and now he's like get tubes coming out of everywhere, and can't talk. Um, but yes, you you're not. Really presenting the people that well, be as you say, haven't paid to come. Um, with uh, again, here's a look at what you could have won. You know, <laughs> here's a match you really, really want to see, and you'll see it next month in a city nowhere near you. It's just like I just you know I, it's the, it's the, the, we we give it and we take it away almost immediately. Um,
1: or, or even, yeah. or even, or even just throw a Rick into the into the battle royal if you need to, you know, just anything. Goldberg needs a friend. Uh, well, yeah.
2: Yeah, use him somehow.
3: So you've so you've followed up the best match of the card so far with an extended angle and an actual angle. Mm. Uh, and again, like this is the this is you know JJ come out uh, and and this one again. What is the point
1: of JJ Dillon at this point? <laughs> well, the refs are making all the matches. Exactly. I mean, what is the point? I mean, you know, I mean, we say we, we go on about the crowd, but they are, you know, they may have gone in for free, but they're bored to death. Don't give these people angles or matches they ought to go to see.
3: I know. It's just like, yeah, it's all so. Here's Eddie Guerrero, the good one. You're not going to see him, wrestle So, here's two men that have been like on one of the longest running storylines. On the company. Oh, you're mm. not going to see them wrestle either.
1: <laughs> Thank you for turning up, though. Well. You'll see Jay Leno later on. Can I Can I just say, though, that. that <laughs> go, well, we'll get to that. Can I, can I just say as well that, you know, two brothers may be having a match that might be good, unlike a certain matchup that might be happening in the next couple of weeks. Oh, sorry, I said that out loud again, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, did sorry, did, did the Hardy split up again? No, 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 they they, oh, no, they just run they just run at half speed because of the drugs. Well, Jeff
3: Jeff can't travel to all-in anyway. That's going to be all-in because Jeff can't get in the country.
1: That's that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's bow and arrow knees. So, although although the although the rumor is the rumor is that the rumor is saying that that Summerslam main event is still going on, and we are recording this on August the twelfth. So you know, but that's just by the by. That's true. <laughs> okay gents I think at this point if I'm taking the piss out of that I think we better call it a, we better call it a quit for half time I think no uh, so for Logan Crosland and Callum McDougal I'm Ben Locke and this is episode 39 of Chicken Sog, and we will see you on the side
5: makes us blessed.
1: nation. Welcome back to episode 39 of chicken salad. Mind Ben Locke. I'm here with Callum McDougall and Lou Crosland, and we are talking all things road, wild, 98. So let's get back to it. Our next match is between Brian Adams and Steve Mungo. Michael now Callum um before i start i've i've had an audio file sent to me by one of our regular listeners via tweet i you know i didn't even know you could do such a thing um, would you like to have a listen to it because i'm you know live Ooh. on the air i think i think we should give it a go oh yes please what's the worst that can happen right so let's press play in three two one play
4: what a call of a natural they call
2: him the natural, baby. Natural as can be. They call him the natural. It comes naturally. He's the son of a son and the son of a gun, baby. The host does the rodeo bulldog. They say he's the natural one, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Wow. Well. I wasn't expecting that! Oh, that was a, we,
3: have, we have many celebrity listeners. It's well, poor, good to know that.
2: recorded it from his
1: deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! I was going to say he he obviously recorded Took it a, a while ago. <laughs> yeah, if Mongo if passes away between the time that this comes out, we can only apologize. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, Precautionary RIP. Oh dear. Oh, dear.
3: Oh, he's so light hearted up until that point.
1: Yeah, it's meant to be a light hearted fun there's meant to be a light hearted fun pod logan. <laughs> But to be fair, that, that is going to be probably the most, having said that, that's probably going to be more entertaining than this actual match, which it pits the aforementioned Steve Go McMichael against Brian Adams. Now, Callum, I found this match so entertaining, I made a variety of uh, Brian Adams' song plugs during it. Um, w- would you like to hear a couple of them? Oh, yes, please so uh of course you know so i went for uh, this is not from the summer of 69 of course um of course there's a miscommunication spot in the match where adams certainly didn't tell mungo he was going to run to him um adams adams rolls outside and tells vincent that everything i do i do it for you of course. um at my last note read um uh, what's the opposite of heaven again um I mean, you know, I, I try and stay out of the negative stars when I can, but, you know, these, this match, these boys, I mean, this, Mungo, fair enough, he's only had two years' of experience at this point, but Adams is, is an experienced campaigner. He should be able to hold Mungo's hand literally during most of this. Yeah, but he's shit. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 he, it's, like, he's,
3: he's past his expiration date at this point, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, so I've got, why is this on pay per view? Tony at one point says you might not like him because he's NW Hollywood, but Brian Adams can wrestle. No, he can't. You liar. I didn't think Tony Schiavone was going to lie to me as barefaced as that. <laughs> um, Brain gets a good thing. He gets a good line in going, Vincent should go to the chair, which is very harsh. Um, at least, and I've got to think, at least it was mercifully short. Um, Tony at the end goes one of the biggest upsets on upsets on pay-per-view in a long time now if you're looking at it objectively and from the objective point that I am a big Mongo mark and I don't like Brian Adams Mongo is a former US champion and Brian Adams is a schlub it's like I call bullshit on that again Mr. Chiavone Mr. Chiavonte <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I've I've gone I've gone dud on this. This was Brian Adams brought Mongo down to a level I didn't think Mongo could could go down to. It was
1: it was rubbish. That's being polite to be fair. <laughs> uh, now now Logan, um, what we failed to mention as well during this is um, quite possibly the worst DDT in wrestling history. We talk about the uh, oh, we talk were, about the <laughs> we talk about the Eric Watt scale for a drop kick. I, I think we should introduce a, uh, a, a Brian. Was it? A, I can't even remember which one did it. Was it a Mongo? A Mongo scale for DDTs?
2: Yeah, I think it was Mongo that did, did it. But there were a lot of uh, worst ever moves in the his, in the history of wrestling in this match. Um, these are just two guys at this point that should not be wrestling on pay per view. Um, like Mon- mongo just he hit ha- he has a level and he's never going to get above that level and that's fine uh he is okay to use on tv uh he can throw people around a good bit so that's fine but brian adams was good at the point when he was like very first crush uh so um but at this point he is uh well past his expiration date um, but yeah this is uh absolutely abysmal piece of crap so uh dud for sure
1: I, I went m- minus two on it, but you know. <laughs> but I think, as I said, I was in a crusty mood when I was watching this show. So. <laughs> uh,
2: after I, I, I save my negative stars for negative infinity matches. So
1: yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Michael yeah.
2: Cole, you, Jerry Lawler, and you know, uh, other such.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you go when you go negative, you go big. <laughs> exactly. Our, after the match, Mean Gene is then with the American Iron Horse Girls. Or oh, Iron Eagle. I've got Iron Horse. Iron Eagle Girls. I don't know why I've got horse on my <laughs> And says that they are the finest bikes in America. My other note reads, that might be an issue with all these Harley bikes around. I mean, you know, Gene didn't really think that through. Much as I obviously didn't think writing that bit, that note through on my, uh, on my note, my note app. Our next match in the ring is Chris Jericho versus Hoovertu Guerrero for the Cruiserweight Championship. Dean Malenko is going to be your special guest referee for the match, and Mike tells us about Dean's early days in wrestling, being a ref. Tony hopes he doesn't use any of those skills tonight as he wants Jericho to be destroyed. Jericho comes to the ring wearing an amazing purple, silver and white kimono. He cuts a promo telling everybody he came to Sturgis on his Honda. But he doesn't want to be formed in front of these weekend warrior motorcyclists. The crowd revved their engines in disgust. Logan, this felt like the first match all evening where the crowd actually gave a shit.
2: Yeah, I think they gave a little bit more of a crap about this one than others, but I still think they were pretty out of it. I don't, I don't think this was necessarily the Sturgis style, per se, uh, for most of the fans. Um, I think uh, Dean Malenko was the most serious ref I've ever seen. He did not smile <laughs> or break uh, <laughs> any kind of emotion uh, at the beginning of the match when he was uh, kind of going over the rules and stuff. Um, uh, Hoovy does an absolutely insane dive over the rope and over the platform to, like, the very ground where it's, like, rock gravel pretty much. He actually sells like he hurt his ankle, too, so I wondered if he got really hurt at that point. Um, I don't have a ton of notes on this match. I I just thought it was really good back-and-forth stuff. I felt like they held a pretty good balance of focusing on the rivalry between uh, Malenko and Jericho, but they also gave the match its just due and, uh, you know, gave Hoovey his... his, uh, his due that you know he 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 deserved to be there too and deserved to be in this match but i you know they could have leaned a little bit too much into the jericho dean thing but i don't think they did that as much as they probably could have so um this was my match of the night i went three stars
1: remember 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 dean got the cadence right for both wrestlers I'm, i don't think i've ever heard the word cadence used so much as he was in this. <laughs> Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> Callum. Callum we've spoke a lot tonight about finishes. Um, but I'm going to say I really enjoyed the finish of this match with uh, Dean being in the perfect position to alley oop, uh, hoovy up to the top rope to Hurakarana Jericho down. I thought, I thought that was very well done.
3: Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was excellent. I think it was just the built to that point, like really, really well. Like, Jericho was being very fair with. Uh, malenko malenko has been very fair with the calling it right down the middle until he get pushed over the edge um jericho trying his best not to uh, in the very start of the match not to push him over the edge um and to the point that yeah it was just it, it, it built up nicely to that but the whole finish was just it was excellently it was it was um excellently executed copyright Bret Hart Anytime time you speak to them. <laughs> Um I think it was just, I think it was just, um, yeah, I, I think the match was, the match was better than the, cr- again, it's the same as the, as the Mysterio Psychosis one, the match was better than the crowd, gave it, gave the, the crowd reaction would, would, would have you believe, um, they just, at one point they were just, I mean, Jericho, God bless him, was trying his best to get the crowd into it, um, but they were just having, absolutely none of it. Um, I went two point seven five on this one, uh, but I do have a, I do have a, 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 a an absolute stick on for one of the awards or maybe two of the awards uh, on 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 the night uh, from this match. Mm.
1: Yeah, I went I went two and three quarters on it as well. Like like I say, for this for this match, for to this crowd, they they did very very well. Our our next match, gents, uh, Pitt's It's a battle royal between members of NWO Hollywood and the Wolfpack and Goldberg decides to go in for himself. So for NWO Hollywood, we have Scott Hall, the Giant, Kurt Heading and Scott Norton. For the Wolfpack, we have Kevin Nash, Conan, Sting, Lex Luger. And for Goldberg, we have Goldberg. Survey time start, and the crowd is very pro Goldberg at this point. Uh, so, rather than getting Goldberg versus the Giant and Nash versus Hall, which they had built for months, we decide to get this now. Callum, what I will say is, like as I, as I say, it's a bit of a shit show. This they should have just done the single matches and padded the card out that way. But I personally, I'm always here for Bobby's cheerleading and Goldberg. As much as Bobby's a great commentator, I, I think this might be his like his his best period because you know the way the way he cheerleads for Goldberg in these sort of this year period is unreal. I mean there's putting a guy over and then there's putting him over.
3: Yeah, and the one thing about Bobby is see when he likes something, he gets really into it. Like yes. the- the cruiserweight matches that like if you remember I, I, obviously one of the old time calls is that's not C that's Dean Malenko. Yeah, when yeah, he yeah. gets when, when like when he is into something he is into it and he is into Goldberg. Um he's he absolutely he, he absolutely he, he, he loves the guy. Um and, and, and rightfully so I mean he's just like he's he's like nothing else on the card, really um it's just a complete completely different to the whole ongoing wcw nwo thing or now nwo nwo thing um but I, i'm like you yeah, i don't understand the whole i mean this was and i, I, I answered my own question uh with one of my points Because what's the point in this other than getting some big names on the card i mean look at the names you've got in this like I, I've got spot the odd man out between Nash, Sting, Luger, and Conan, but you've got Nash, Sting, Luger, Hall, Giant, Hennig, Goldberg, all in on one match. I mean, there's no. You could have a six man between the Wolfpack and mm. and the uh, the Wolfpack and um, Hollywood, and have a world title match somewhere else. I mean, you could even put you could put Rick Steiner in when when there's nothing doing for the for the Scott match. Have a have a Rick Steiner Goldberg quick world title match or something. There must be someone you can put in or I don't know, Scott Hall or Kurt Hennig and have Norton and have Norton in a six man. I mean there's so many options you've got other than sticking everybody in a in a battle royal where Goldberg... Because I, I remember reading it in the thing, I don't know if you guys have ever read The Death of WCW but you yeah. put but I think um, shock horror! Brian Alvarez makes quite a good point. He says that you've got a nine-man battle royal that your world champion wins, so he's just vanquished eight potential challengers. Where do you go from there? And that's—I mean—it's a fair enough. It's a fair enough point. The only man that he didn't eliminate was, or he didn't have a hand in eliminate, was Kevin Nash. That's the only place mm. he can go after that, and you know we know what happens there. Um, but you know, speaking of Kevin Nash, um. Next time Big Kev comes by, I need to ask him if I am um, Bowdy Bowdy and or Rowdy Rowdy. <laughs> um, I really need to know that. Um, but that was that was his. I mean, that, that that's as in depth as as my as my notes get. That's because it's, it's it's a battle royale. I mean, there's not much you can really you can really say about it.
1: Well, I, I would have got I would have got that's... I would have got six man on it myself because. You've got war games the next month. Instead of doing that three on three on three war games, you could have you could have just had the eight guys do the eight man there. Yeah. Right? And then I don't either even or, know what And the even hell you just said, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, Big Kev, can we can we give Big Kev a round of applause, by the way, for coming up with yet another way not to do a job in a match? Yeah, eliminating yourself in a battle royal. I mean that's that takes some balls, Kev.
2: It'll pay me to take the jobs,
1: man. <laughs> um, and not, and not one
3: or bump
2: now, for that matter. not one bump
3: was taken. Not through. one
1: bump in the match either. Yes, that's true. That's true. Mm. Um, now, Logan, like like Calum says, like, you know, you've got your world champion basically demolishing eight guys or seven guys in this match. Um, w- w- I'm going to use a capo line. What are we doing?
2: Yeah, I only really have one note on this match, and I said it's just not a very good use of your world champion, especially your brand new world champion. He hadn't been champion for too long at this point. I think he had it about a month and a half, two months. Um, but yeah, just I get it. Like Callum said, it gets a lot of big names on the card. It gets it gets Nash Hall, you know, all the NWA guys on here, um, and it puts it puts. Goldberg over huge. Um, He he absolutely destroys the giant in the end. That looks super good. Makes him look super awesome and badass. But um, just a poor use of... Of your talent uh, throughout this card, uh, and especially here, um, I gave it one and a half just because I liked Goldberg destroying everybody, but it was it was it was not great.
1: Yeah, I think we I think we did moments of the night. Then the uh, the jack the jackhammer on the giant would win it quite easily. That was that was amazing. That was, that was absolutely superb. But that th- this this match absolutely. is this match
3: is your symptom of the hot shotted the belt to Goldberg. To get that, to get the, the the pop in the ratings and the big crowd in the Georgia Dome, and they
1: had no idea what they were going to do after that. Absolutely, I I, I should have checked this, but I, I think they did it. They, they, I'm pretty sure it was a Nitro match. They did do Goldberg giant on Nitro rather than pay per view because they could even have just done it on Four Brawl, but they moved on to the Jericho stuff straight after. I, I he's staying so
3: so he's I, I, if I. If I will look up on I will look it up on uh, cage match. However, I think for okay. I think for like his first challenger on pay per view was Kurt Hennig. So that was a match that was gonna happen. If he was that, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. guarantee yeah. you at Bash in the yeah, Beach yeah, that yeah. was going to be a US title match. Had to
2: be uh, so, Yeah it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a match anyways, and then he won the title, so they made it for the world championship pretty much.
3: Yeah. So he's thingy, so he beats he beats Hogan on July the sixth. B- bear in mind that the Great American, uh, the, sorry, Bash at the Beach was the following Sunday. He beats Henig at Bash at yeah. the Beach, and then the next night on Nitro, he beats he beats Brian Adams two weeks oh, later yes. on, on on Nitro, and then he has the he has the so he's been championed for f- four weeks at this point, and his he's, his title challengers have been. Cut Hennig twice, and Brian Adams. And, all sorry. big. Yeah. And then all he goes... All big catches. Yeah. And then he goes... Meng and on, all the hits in this match. <laughs> and then he goes... Ming the week... Uh, on Nitro after. The Giant the week after on Nitro, in a, in a match that should have been on pay-per-view, that went three minutes 25. Uh, he then defeated Al Green in a World Heavyweight title match. Uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah. Two weeks later, Scott Puttski, of course. Scott putski the week after that. Oh, the Polish kid! Polish powers kid. Uh, he, he, did, he, he had a busy week. On the following Thunder, he beat Rick Fuller in a World Heavyweight Title match. I mean, I mean, main event anywhere in the country. Sting the week after that. Raven two weeks later on Thunder. Canyon in a twenty-two second match on Thunder. On the same night as he beat raven uh where else have we got here he then he then beats uh the giant again at the start of october in two minutes and 42 so you've got combined those two matches were less than six minutes and that could have been a pay-per-view match uh, what else have we got? I mean, this 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 just reeks of we have gone from July until
1: Starcade, not having a fucking clue what we're going to do with this guy <laughs> You know, you know, Sean did that hundred eighty five part pod on the Dangerous Alliance. We should do like one for all Goldberg's title defenses. We could do that in like three hours. You could. I mean, I
3: mean, that that is like you know how Andy does the does the uh, the daily uh, music videos. She could do the daily Goldberg. Yes. The longest, the longest title defence he has is, is um, Page at Halloween Havoc, and that was only 10 minutes. And we've already... We've,
1: Logan, we've already done that. He doesn't even need to do that then. Mm-hmm. We, we, yeah, we've, we've already done that. We've already um, done that one. Goldberg's best match ever.
2: I hate to tell you, I hate uh, to tell you this, guys, uh, but that pod actually already exists on the Pro Wrestling Only feed, so...
1: What's um, oh the... um the, the Goldberg, Goldberg title defence... Mm-hmm. I was, I was, is, is a, is a story is a story for just to, just get off the slide But so I was, I was thinking one day of doing a, um, like a modern day impact pod. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I was so smug cause I came up with this great name. Like, so I was going to call it total nonstop impact. Did a search for it. There's already about 500 pods with that name on it. I was like, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that, I think the part I'm talking about covered the entirety of the undefeated streak, but uh, it would it would cover all of those matches. Sure. Oh, I don't think it made it very far. So I think I think you could uh, kickstart it from where it ended, uh, and then
1: oh oh, it does, it does there we sense.
3: go, there we go. Put it in the <laughs> it in the ideas. Uh, I truck. I had an idea. I think I think I think we say that one night. Like I, with it, like off. Uh, off um, record on a special relations, but one of the guys that Rory did uh, wrestling 20 years ago with did a, he did a um, a WC uh, like an NWA WCW pod, and they only got up to like I think I genuinely think Battle Bowl '93 was the last one they did, or maybe Starcade '93. I don't know if they made they it, it into Night.
4: <laughs> did
3: they, they go out in a high. I don't think they made (laughs) if if they made it to ninety four, they didn't make it that far into ninety four because the other guy the co host just went off and did his own thing and they never made it again. And I said to Rory, what you should do is get Chris Lacey to start it again. From where they finished off with a different podcast host and pretend like nothing happened. Don't acknowledge the fact there's <laughs> a different guy. Just do it, keep the same running jokes, just pretend that it's just the same. Don't
1: acknowledge that well, it's we've, just like a you we getting we've, we've done that with this show. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah. I was gonna I was in my head, right? I was gonna do a joke about crock and roll do that with Cat and Callum. and I'm like, but we we've, we've done exactly that on this show. I was, yes, I was, I was ungracefully sacked from,
3: from rock and roll. You were
1: Live on, live on fire. the air. Live on the air where you had to be nice to the man. I know. Fire. Anyway. <laughs> Our main event German for this team, because that battle royal with all that star power that wasn't there because it's coming up right now. And it is a tag team match pitting Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff against the super team of Diamond Dallas Page and Jay Leno. Michael Buffer is doing the intros for this match and he didn't get the leathers memo as he's wearing his usual suit. We didn't get the Tonight Show over here until Fallon took over, but we did get the Late Show. So Letterman all the way. We never. I I, I can genuinely say I, I have never even watched like a YouTube clip of uh, Jay Leno because it was pretty much David Letterman all 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 things going forward here. Uh, Their seconds for the season. So with Hogan and Bischoff are oh, the Disciple and Miss Elizabeth. Uh, DDP and Jay Leno have Kevin Eubanks, who is apparently uh, the, ring, the uh, band leader for Jay Leno. Uh, Callum, I'm learning things all the time here, you know, about 90s American <laughs> television. Um, now, we talked earlier on about truly awful dubbed music, um, but that is nothing compared to that piece of crap, Logan. They're... Uh, dp and leno had to come out with i presume it was the tonight show theme but that was what the fuck was that yeah it was horrible
2: i don't even know uh yeah it was it was very horrible i I don't even know um but yeah i wasn't ever a big leno guy i I obviously was very young when he was uh the host or when he was at his real height uh, so I wasn't staying up late enough to even watch it. So, um, But he has his fans. I definitely think Letterman uh, is much more liked than uh, Leno ever was. So you're probably not far off on that uh, at the same time. Um, but this match, I mean, I hate the freaking fake ninja karate sh- shit that Bischoff does. I hate when he busts that out. Uh, I know he's a real karate uh, fighter and all that, but I think he's just... Of crap for the most part, and most that he does. Um, Hogan selling the Leno armbar is probably one of the funniest things ever. Um,
1: it proved it uh, proved. How, it, I was going to say it proved how small though Hogan was because you know he you know he made sure all the cameramen were right there when Leno put the armbar mm-hmm. on. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, just Hogan getting worked over by Leno. The whole match is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but uh and then hogan beating up page makes absolutely no sense and when you make that choice uh he's getting beat up by leno but he could beat page all all from pillar to post around the ring um for the most part ddp and page or ddp and hogan uh did their best to kind of make this watchable but it was mostly just a convoluted mess uh sadly it's the most the crowd was invested throughout the whole night but um yeah just not very good uh I, i understand you know, Leno gets you some publicity and all that, but um, yet another one and a half for me. So just not very good. Uh, kind of a bad main event for to uh, end the show, but the crowd liked it. So that's all that matters.
1: <laughs> yeah, because they, they've been they've been the harbour of taste tonight. Is this crowd? So yeah, the fact the fact that this is what they're into as well as Goldberg. <laughs> uh, what I will say though, Callum, is that uh, I'm taking the piss out of Leno and BDP a bit, but they've gave the world. The double clothesline that Better Than You, Bebe Bay Bay has stolen for the masses. So you know, I, I think, I think Jay and DDP could get some copyright infringement going here.
3: Well, I think that that is obviously going to lead to like after all in all in two is going to be uh, MJF and Adam Cole against DDP and Jay Leno again. Although if they're doing it, in, if, they're, if they're doing it, and um in, in the UK, they probably need to replace Jay Leno with the real king of late-night television, Craig Ferguson. Uh, <laughs> not, that, not, that,
1: not, not that other guy we gave him for a couple of years.
3: No, I oh, no, he can go fuck himself. No, no, Craig oh, Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, Craig Ferguson because he's likable, and also we went to the same high school. There oh.
1: oh, there
4: you
3: go. As he, did he ever come back to the high school for like a chat? They, they, they like doing that sort of thing. He did it one time. I think it was on his. Um, like on his farewell tour, he went back on one of his last episodes of the Late Show or the Late Late Show. He came back okay. and he'd had the big guy from the Green Mile. With him, oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And they went back to the to the school, found out it was still a shithole, and never came back again. <laughs> um, that was enough. That was enough. I uh, poor guy. guy. I can't remember the guy's name for the Green Mile. I mean. Uh, Mike, was, Clark Duncan, Mike Clark that, Duncan. That's the one. He was in a war film, and he thought, "My God, this would be a good set for a war film." <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, this match. You've been did. you've been you've been in a film set in a grubby prison. Wait till you see this place. Exactly. Come to Cumberland High. Um, <laughs> uh,
3: but it, this match did exactly what it needed to do. This match was never going to be. Again, never going to be a five star classic. It was never, like, this is just plays right into Bischoff's hard on of getting mainstream publicity. Um, that just obviously, because what's what month was this? August August, so in, in July, the month before, you would have had Rodman and Carmelone. Uh, you've had Rodman appear a few times, Kevin Green's appeared, obviously, you got Mango Woo Woo. Um, so it's like. He, he, he loves it any chance he can get and he was right in his element pretending to be Jay Leno as well in, in, in the build up to it the, the one thing that and you know, harking back to what I said earlier on about they showed so many shots of Sturgis this is where I got this is where it was a stark stark difference between the WWF production and the WCW production if this was in the WWF Vince would have had a shot of Jay Leno arriving him meeting with DDP, then warming up, then going over the game plan for the night. Him walking to the ring. The first time you see Jay Leno on this show is when he comes out to the ring. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Vince would have had him instead of going back to thing, instead of going back to Sturgis or going back to the commentary desk. You would have seen Jay Leno backstage three, four, five times in the build up to it because they kept talking about it, but you never see Jay Leno at all. Um. The match did what it, the, the match did what it had to do. I think you were talking before about what um, was it eighty three weeks that the rant that that Conrad Thompson has on it. Uh, this was all played so you could so they could get pictures of Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff with Jay Leno, and it would be on USA Today and and every like the front of every newspaper you can think of. On every newscast he could think of on the on the Sunday morning afternoon, and it was like in, in terms of that five stars, it did exactly what they wanted to do. But in terms of a wrestling match, then yeah, one like one one star, it was just it was it was you know it is what it is when you've got a, when you've got a celebrity and a non-wrestler
1: in it as well. Yeah, because you're you're exactly right about that. You're exactly right about the, you know, um, backstage stuff. Because I mean, I'm even thinking back to TNA when, you know, a much lesser example, when Pac-Man Jones came in. And you're exactly right, because they show him turning up to the room and show him backstage before he even gets into the actual arena, into the actual impact zone. It's like, you're missing out on all this stuff. Like, I'm I'm sure Jay would have been there all day, like, around the biker rally. Am I just, you know, just show the guy. Yeah, I
2: mean it's
1: just. I think he's a big bike guy too, so he. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. Well, he's de- he's, a big, uh, he's, de- he's definitely a big car guy, isn't he? So yeah. I would presume bikes isn't that far over stretch for him. Yeah. Uh, but that's not quite the end of the show, Jed, because there is a post-match attack. But fortunately Goldberg hasn't got changed in the shower yet, as he stops all that. And we, at the end of the match, we have Jay. Goldberg and DDP and Kevin Eubank standing tall. The commentators have to fill at the end of the show as they get ready for the concert. Callum, though, I have some bad news. We don't get to see the concert. Oh. So, the network version ends yes. with a full brawl ad. I mean, you know, all those Travis Triff hits like... Why does it always written on me? <laughs>
3: And Driftwood, yeah, yeah. Driftwood yeah. Sink, uh, sink that was in the office with Pam and Jim.
2: <laughs> I will say Tritt, even for America, Travis trip was very like of this time. Uh, he does not uh, remain popular for very much longer after this. So uh. Uh, just
1: to help you out just help you out, Logan, we were we me and Callum would talk about the hits of the band Travis. I think there is a band. Gotcha. Did Travis not have some mild
3: popularity in, in the states at one point? Because like I I I I've been deadly serious. The the song "Sing" was in the office at one point. Ah, oh. because when there's a there's a bit where Jim is listening to his iPod, and Pam comes out and they're both listening to it at the same time, and it's Sing by Travis. That's that's the song that's point. Really? Yes.
1: The drummer from Travis, also from Cumbernauld. Now, I mean you know we well we are we are nothing but an education on this show. There you go. But, gentlemen, that is that is the end of Road Wild. That's the end of that show, but it's not the end of our show because we have some awards to give out. Um, so, Callum, I will stick with you. What was your favourite match on the show tonight? It would be um, by a Hair, the
2: Cruiserweight title match.
1: By a Hair. Uh, Logan?
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to go uh, Jericho, uh, Hoovey.
1: Uh, I went, I went with rain psychosis, but I, but my second favorite was, uh, was Hoovy and Dean, Whovie uh, and Dean, Whovie and Jericho. So I can, I can go with that. Um, worst match of the night, Logan. I don't think there'll be, uh, much debate about this.
2: Everything I do, I do it for you. Uh, Brian Adams and Steve Mungo, Michael. Uh, Callum.
3: Yeah, it has to be. Uh,
1: it, 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 yeah. be, it beat me down so much I can't even think of a pun <laughs> I used all mine up in the uh, I used all mine up when we were talking about the match but yeah I, I'd go with that as well it was truly awful um, Callum most surprising match of the night um, surprising of course would be surprisingly good or surprisingly bad um, I don't
3: know I think I, I, I might just go with I might go with uh the, the, the rate in psychosis only from the fact that I I, I think I th- as I said I thought it might have been better than it was. Not to say that it was not to say that it was bad. It wasn't surprisingly bad. It was just surprisingly not as good as I thought it was going to be, if that makes any sense. It
1: does indeed. Um before Logan gives his answer, I'm going to, I'm going to not only award a match though, surprisingly bad, but also give myself the Sean kid award. You know, so we're going to combine the two awards because as I said, and I will say it again. I fucking hated that triple threat and I love all three guys, but that was, you know, really, really bad. Uh, Logan,
2: um, I, I was surprised at how much I liked the uh, Public Enemy Dancing <laughs> Fools tag. Oh, I just remembered oh, oh, oh. Um I won't say it was surprisingly good, but I'm surprised that I enjoyed the uh, Tom Foolery as much as I did. Um, but I mean, surprisingly bad. I wouldn't say it was surprisingly bad. It just kind of disappointed me. I thought Ray and Psychosis would have been better than it was. Um, like like we said, it never really hit that next gear. So. Um, I don't think it was bad at all, but it just surprised me that it s- somewhat disappointed me. So I'll say that.
1: Okay. Um, like I say, I like say, uh, look, Callum, I put myself forward for the uh, short kid award, but is there any other statements that were made tonight that you didn't agree with? Yes, wasn't Logan and saying he enjoyed the public
3: enemy much? Yeah, no. i was going to say that that's a, that's a strong writer to be fair. <laughs> that's, I mean, I, that's a late that's a lake a late contender just coming in there. Um, I, I, I talked glowingly about the match the whole time. I
2: don't what are you talking about
3: I don't think there's anything really. I don't think there was anything really outrageous. I don't even think that you were. I don't even think that you're um that, that your comment on the. Like the triple threat match, bin was actually that outrageous. Okay. Well, so I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I you think I think you're clear with that because because it was, Cause, cause it, was mean, it was just very it was very
1: disjointed and it was a bit all over the place. Yeah. So I think you've been harsh on yourself there, sir. I, I I think I just think it's just just like I say because I enjoy all three guys and this just it this was almost like the drizzling shits for me. That's how bad this was. But for for my taste anyway, like like I say, it was just it was just playing a computer game. That's how it felt. Uh, but thank, thank you, Callum. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, Logan, uh, fashion statement of the night. Uh, for me, there was there's two contenders. But uh, go on. I'll let you. I'll let you uh, decide.
2: I, was, I don't know if I can pick uh, between the three, but uh, just the whole commentary. Just Shivani with his leather. Uh, you know, uh, Tanay had the Canadian tuxedo with all the denim um and then uh bobby with his like luminescent pink hat that he had on uh was a hell of an outfit so i guess if i had to pick one of those i'd probably go with tanae and the canadian tux but uh bobby in the pink hat is uh definitely a contender
1: uh callum same question to you it
3: has to be for me Jericho's kimono
2: oh yes
1: yes 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 that was the other one i oh, i well. i went I went for the Canadian tuxedo, so that's that's going to win. But that's a very strong second place, I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Lots of good ones on this one. This is not Tony's worst Road Wild outfit, I will say. Mm. Uh, the very first one where he wears yeah. the horrible leather cap is uh, definitely his uh, best, last worst um, uh, I, outfit for a Road
1: Wild. Can I can I just mention as a very strong third place uh, David Penzer's jazz club singer outfit he's got going on. With his little leather waistcoat, I really enjoyed that. You could also do
3: thingy. You could also do buffer in the in the suit just because he sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I say, he didn't get the he didn't he didn't get the leather jacket. Uh, most, but, oh, there's a there's a damage. Thanks for that. Oh. Or, or Scott Scott Steiner could be one as
3: well for all the for like the the the, the method acting.
1: Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, good. he was showing off for his art, wasn't he? He was. Uh, most important award of the evening, though, Callum, uh, is this show chicken salad or chicken shit? Uh, yeah, I
3: think it has to be. It has to be. It has to be chicken shit. I think it certainly worse than average that, that we've seen because I, I said to you guys before it, it might be difficult for me to rate overall but when you've got guys the caliber of um ray psychosis hoovey jericho having matches and none of them for me cracked three stars you know that there's something something not quite right um and then you've got an all-time shitter in Adams and Mongo. You have got Chavo on the card instead of his far more talented uncle. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot not going for this show. An all-time shitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that wrong? Uh, well, he is. He isn't to be fair. Uh, same question to you, uh, Logan Saladall shit.
2: Yeah, there's just way too many one and a halves on this show, and or, and barely higher. And there's the all-time shitter that uh, Cal mentioned with Mongo and Brian Adams. So um, definitely got to be chicken shit. Uh, even though they did have two pretty good cruiserweight matches, but um, yeah, I, I think I think it's just gotta. It, it you can't you can't you can't uh, polish this turd.
1: <laughs> now nah, I think oh, I think all time shitter is definitely going in the review. Just <laughs> make a quick note of that. Now, the lead table, like Caleb says, this this for me is quite a difficult show to rate. Um I I'm thinking somewhere around sort of the the fourteen fifteen mark. So our fifteenth worst show is Great American Bash ninety one, if that helps.
2: Yeah, this one's tough. Uh, I think we kind of talked about it in our pre-chat earlier. Um, That sounds about right, because I think there was enough enjoyable on here to not be in, like, the absolute worst. But uh, it is still pretty doo-doo shit at the same time.
1: So I um, I I think I I think to begin with I had it as, as high as number ten, but I don't know if I'm going to go that high now. So uh, if I if I if I should, sorry, Cal, if I just read out what we've got from fifteen to ten, and then if Callum thinks it needs to go higher or lower than that, we can go for that. So fifteen is the Great American Bash 91, 14, WrestleMania eleven. In Your House DX 97 is 13. King of the Ring 95 at 12. Halloween Habit 92 at 11. Survivor Series 99 at 10.
3: I, 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 out of all of those, I think I would put it between DX and WrestleMania alone. Yeah, that sounds and right. That exactly that's exactly fair. what I was going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, because that's exactly right. what I was going to say. There's nothing on here that's it's celebrity main event obviously but it's the, the main event of 11 is better than the main event of this and that one had had diesel sean
1: yes yeah nothing on this show is better than diesel sean yeah yeah absolutely 100 percent agree I'm, I'm, i am i am putting that in now as we speak <laughs> all right so uh, uh, p- last thing last thing to do gentlemen is our plug so logan is there anything that you would like to plug
2: while you're here oh so many things ben so many things so many oh, podcasts that get i do because oh, i don't say this oh, for this thing <laughs> get you get you uh, <laughs> um highway to the impact zone uh you're on that with me ben as well as a couple of our other merry men. Um, but we are on the way to uh, Victory Road 2006. That will uh, th- be our next pay-per-view that we come up on. Uh, who's next is my current day NXT pod that I do with Andy. Uh, we should be recording an episode of that pretty soon as well. Um, and then on North South Connection, I've got Talking Docs, which is uh, me, Jennifer Smith, and Roger Morcette. We talk about documentaries, obviously. Um, We had done uh, cults at first. That was kind of our first season, and now we're doing like nature, animal kind of documentaries. We just did one called Grizzly Man, which is an absolutely absurd story. Uh, I would check it out if you haven't ever seen it. Um, And then the thing that uh, replaced the uh, (laughs) (laughs) 500-episode Dangerous Alliance uh, podcast uh, is uh, linking up luchas, looking through the uh, history of Lucha Underground. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun to record the first couple of episodes of that. But uh that's all I got.
1: You better be do some Attenborough on these nature documentaries, by the way.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah I'll have to throw that in the chat and uh get yeah, that just, say, <laughs> just say
1: just say Ben se- Ben says <laughs> because i'm i'm the complete opposite of logan you see i have no other pod because nobody else a from needs to will have me no no i'm only joking <laughs> uh callum anything you would like to plug while
3: you're here uh, yes i will but first of all i can't believe that you're on victory road 2006
0: because yes. i was on
3: i was on the victory road 2004
1: episode and that doesn't seem that long ago <laughs> But they've, they've moved it now So victory road, victory, victory, victory road 2006 is in July now Oh, is it? Right, so it's only 18 but even months so, apart Even so, 18 months is still, you know it's, it's still quite a trek You are chugging along you're, you're, you're going at a fair clip And in the episode the episode I was on Sorry, the cut in The episode I was on with Logan before We figured out we were only 23 episodes away from the big 100 Wow
3: uh-huh, yeah Well,
4: here
1: you yeah. go well, happy one hundred when it comes
3: around, Gents, I'll, well, I'll, no, I'll, no, It's a year away yet. <laughs> I'll, i have just I'll, I'll, you know. I want to be first in there. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so anyway, a Good uh, yeah. Proper congratulations well in,
2: well in advance. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
3: Just note that's down. Twelfth of Twelfth of August, twenty twenty-three, or the eleventh of August for you, Logan. Um. Yes. Yeah, so in terms, in terms of, in terms of of what uh, I have got, um. Starflation, the podcast where five stars is never enough, it comes to you every month where we, the three of us, look at a match that was rated five stars by Dave Meltzer before Okada Omega Four, um, that broke the that broke the five star scale and we reassess it for, eh, to, to see, uh, to reassess it onto the seven-star scale and see if it requires adjustment for starflation. The last one that we did was Jushin Thunder Liger versus the great Sasuke from eh, Summer New Japan Summer Struggle 1994, eh, which was a, a, a great match, as you can expect. It did receive five stars after all, and we have watched some absolute bangers over the course. So that was episode number nine, and I think on the, in the, Course of the whole thing, we'll be doing 142 episodes if we can make it there. Uh, so that's a that's a good 12 years worth of episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that drops each and each and every month on the Place to Beat Wrestling Network, and uh, we do come to you on a semi-regular basis with um, the. Uh, pay-per-view live watches that can be found on uh, YouTube.com forward slash at PTB Wrestling, Twitch.tv forward slash Place to be na- uh, Place uh, Place to be Wrestling, uh, Facebook.com forward slash PTB uh, PTB Live, uh, and Twitter at PTB in YouTube. Uh,
2: uh,
3: I think Twitch uh, might actually be Twitch.tv forward slash Place to be Nation. Try
1: both. I can't remember. <laughs> two in the
2: morning. in the room. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> you need to go. You need to go on. You need to go on the threads now. Threads and TikTok. That's where it's at. Need to get.
3: Yes, we'll, we'll be on. We'll be on the TikTok and 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 the Instagram. Is that what? Is mm. that,
1: what do the kids use these days? No, no. Instagram. Instagram was so like 2020. Oh, was it? We need to get yeah, shows on yeah, Meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: TikTok, yeah, fucking Snapchat is what the kids do nowadays. So. I thought still a thing yeah is it oh yeah big time i
1: yeah. use, I use mm-hmm. that even i use that chat
3: occasionally oh goodness me i'm, I'm well behind the times
2: uh, maybe it's maybe it's not a fad if uh, somebody like ben is used after.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cheers thanks for that cheers. wow <laughs> i
2: mean wow shot fired
1: it's taken us 39 episodes you know i expect to
3: see An many old, of yeah. the chat snaps from wembley
1: well, you know, I will be, I will be sending, I will be sending you all that, lots of uh, wembley spam when the day comes. And we may even do a thingy.
3: We may even do a, a live watch of it where we try and look for you in amongst the throngs of people.
1: Oh well, I'm I'm up on I'm up on the top deck, so I I doubt you'll see me. I'll still look, Ben. And I'll probably, I probably I won't do a show and actually ring in during the show and. Was it was it you, Logan, who wanted ice cream and Sean had to buy him ice cream that time?
2: No, he actually never bought it. He claimed that he bought it for me, but I bought it for myself. But yes, yes, that was me.
3: There was also there was also WrestleMania last year where Jenny got accosted by security because she was going into an un- an un- unauthorized place. We may, she, <laughs> she may have been going to Jenny Jones's office. Oh. Or other lady thought oh. she was going to steal a Lombardi. Which, could, since, <laughs> since since it was the Dallas Cowboys, it was a very very old Lombardi.
1: Yeah. Oh oh yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> right. Uh, I, so I think that's it. I think you've plugged everything that I'm on because you know I'm only on another two shows. Oh no, I'm, so, I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so thank you to <laughs> thank you to uh, Logan and Callum. And remember, everybody, in a world where you can be anything you want to be, be kind. Thank you so much for listening to Chicken Salad, and we will see you next month. Yeah,
0: and be like combo, baby. You're so upset. We got Ways of mean. The supreme dream team always up with a scheme. From how cap to selling raps, name your theme. Mirage to the top, floating on the screen. Who the hell wanna stop me? I hated those who got me. A million refugees with unlimited warranties. Black Caesar, they ain't top divas. Diplomatic mutilies. No time for a visa, it just begun. I'ma shoot them one by one. Got five sides to me, something like a pentagon. Strike with the forces of King Solomon. Letting bygone be bygone and so on and so on. I'ma teach these cats how to live in the ghetto. Keep it. Retro, perspective from the get go, lay low, let my mind shine like a halo, For a politic with ghetto senators yeah, on the D-Low. In the streets, trying to find yeah, what's really going yeah, on yeah. in the streets. Now every dog got his day, needless to say. When the chief away, that's when the cats want to play. I told you, dance around you fools like Cassius Clay. Stretch my heat and make you do a pot of parade. Kick your balls like ballet. Think I'm doing ballet. Peek like Dante, broader than Broadway. Get applause like a matador, cry yelling ole. Who the hell want to say me from BK to Calais? Come on, uh. Thought it was safe in a commonplace Showcase your Just Lose a bass on the horse race Two fazed, getting D vays Out like Scarface For your roll money Let me put on my screw face And I'm paranoid at the things I say Wondering what's the penalty from day to day I'm hanging out partying with girls That never die The CEO's picking on the small fries My campaign telling lies I was just spreading my love Didn't know my love Was the one holding the gun in the glove Well this all good As long as it's understood It's all together now in the hood